welcome to Point of Origin, episode 4, the podcast where we play a little game called Is This Episode More Racist or More Sexist? It's funny because it makes me cry. (laughs) (laughs) We're your hosts, I'm Liz, and I'm Mel, and uh... We wish we were kidding about this episode. Uh, this this one's a rough one, guys. Like, we had a good three episodes, but now it's time for, uh, what did you say? It was re- voted, like, the worst episode it's of the series? It's literally considered, <laughs> according to the trivia, it's considered to be the poorest of the series by both the people in it and fans, and apparently it's regularly skipped in syndicated reruns, which I just, that's, that amuses that's me. That's me and Hathor, but it's <laughs> I'm trying to like limit my uh, exclamations of disgust because this is just yeah, thirty be, seconds. Yeah, in we, and, we haven't even we haven't even watched the episode right, yet. It's right, gonna be we, right. we have we have to recap it right. first. I can't waste all my uh, energy here because otherwise, yeah. Before we do get into uh, dealing with this hot mess of an episode, though, I did want to reference um, to the first episode we put out where I vaguely talk about Area Fifty Two. <laughs> Like, with all the confidence in the world that, yeah, Area 52 exists in this world, but I don't say what it is. Right. Mostly because I couldn't freaking remember. And God forbid I actually look it up. And I still didn't look it up. Especially because I was mostly terrified after we finished recording the episode and editing it and everything. <laughs> that my memory of Area 52 came down to an old fanfiction archive. <laughs> I don't know if it still exists because, like I said... I didn't look anything up. I refused to. I was like, no, I'm going to let this come back to me naturally. And then I finally, two days ago, remembered. SGC is Area 52. Oh my god. Well, I mean, you were halfway there. (laughs) (laughs) And I love how I was, like, so terrified of, like, oh no, people are going to be like, there's no Area 52. Are you talking about the fanfic archive? And then I'm just like, I'll just out myself. It's fine. (laughs) Out myself. (laughs) This is the month to do it, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so that was fun for me. Yay. Well, that's the only fun thing about today. Going on like. that journey. Right. And it, refusing to look it up at any point in time. Well, we'll hold on to that moment of joy, because this episode, uh... It's gonna, it's gonna be hard. Yeah, that's like your only one you get. Well, I do have something we can do at the end. Just, there's something I, I wanted to float to you at the end. That's not ominous. No, it's supposed to be fun. <laughs> Yeah, this is you, though. It'll, it'll cheer us up after this episode. Okay. You, we'll you, see. To me, you sometimes kind of embody the theme of uh, Heather's, that dark comedy uh, That's horror a good show movie. type shit. <laughs> but it's like, everything you say, I'm like, it's Especially the fun. end, where she just fucking <laughs> lights up with something. It's that kind of shit I'm talking about. It's like, so I, I believe that you say it's a good thing, but I remember here going, okay, Christian Slater good. <laughs> okay, yeah, so this is, this is not a great episode. Um... In case anyone doesn't already know from the question of, is it more racist or more sexist, we're going to be watching the episode two of season one called Emancipation. Which, all, all that, that title alone is so fucking oh, white yeah. savior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's rough. And uh, the synopsis doesn't make this any better, so. I, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't read this one, so I'm, uh, I'm excited. On the planet of Smarka. Where the fierce race of Shavadai mistreat females. Oh, God. <laughs> Carter challenges their misogynistic ways in a thrilling battle of wits hmm. that may bring women equality or forever keep them as second class citizens. 
What? <laughs> what? The... I told you it's bad. First of all, battle of wits. She. There's no battle of wits. I. What the? Nope. I told you it was bad. Also, they use the term females. Yeah, I. Uh... You know that's a regular term incels use to identify women, right? To call yeah. us females. Yeah. Um, I'm just. I love that final line of. If it ends poorly, it's because because she women. failed. Yeah, it's like that's the most victim blaming bullshit. <laughs> What's worse oh, is this was written by a woman. I know. <laughs> oh my god! I, oh my god! Oh my god! I told you the synopsis was bad. I nothing could have prepared me for that. I didn't even read all the way through. I got to fierce race of Shavadai, and I was like, oh, oh no, god, it's already racist. It's already racist. <laughs> How? <laughs> I was going to save this bit for the end, but honestly, like, prefacing for the episode. Yeah. So this is actually written by a woman, which is bad enough okay, already. But, but here's the best part. I was looking up trivia for this, and this episode was written by a woman named Catherine Powers, who apparently has written another famous sci-fi episode that's also considered the worst of the show by cast and fans. It was called yeah. Code of Honor. It's a Star Trek The Next Generation episode, also involving a sassy, blonde woman fighter type. That's all, that's all they had created at yeah. the point. It didn't have any depth yet. So Tasha Yar has to fight to the death the wife of a warlord. <laughs> By the way, said warlord just in the episode literally just like looks at Tasha and goes, ooh, I like you. I'm going to marry you. And it's like, oh, okay, I don't want to marry you. Well, that's too bad. And then the, that guy's wife, first wife, by the way, sorry, first wife, gets pissy about that. And challenges Tasha Yar. They gloss over the whole rape aspect entirely. But this woman, this 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 writer, literally wrote two episodes that are basically the same fucking thing. Yeah. How was she given? How was she given the ability to the platform to do this twice? Once, much less twice. It, I just, I, I don't know. <laughs> All we can hope is that she never wrote for this show again. <laughs> I don't pray often, but I'm praying yeah. now. <laughs> I just, oh my good god, I, what is this? female stereotype misogyny rape bullshit that this woman is so internalized that she literally wrote two whole episodes about it. I don't know. And I don't really want to find out. I'm good not knowing. What I love is this show came out, this episode came out years after Next Gen episode Mm -hmm. did. So they had time to do like, you know. To realize that they made a mistake. Right? Like they're like, okay, well we see here on your credentials that you wrote a shit fucking episode. (laughs) Do another one. It's fine. Actually, you know what? They probably went and looked for her, because we need a a strong woman type, and you've written a blonde woman already, and women are all just, you know. So, blonde woman? Check, we have that. (gasps) Write an episode for us! Even better. Follow that same kind of storyline. Women women eat that shit up. Men sure do. The big difference was Tasha Yar had better hair in Next Generation. (laughs) Tasha Yar's hair matched the 90s theme. It was like, what, 90s? No, that was 80s. Sorry, that was 80s. Yeah. It was, uh, that show ended in the 90s. Uh Uh-huh. Next Gen was in the 80s. Denise Cosby, she pulled off that chopped uh, military (laughs) cut, close kind of haircut. Just consider this a little preview of how the Hathor episode is gonna go. Oh my god. The worst part about this is we spent, like, we spent the last, like, four or five days Talking, talking about, about how we're so aware up to this yeah, episode. Like, we're so mm-hmm. aware of like that this is gonna be such a shit show. Like, yeah, no, no. There's we were walking to the comic book store the other day and talking about it. What's what's good is there's very little plot to this episode. No so, shit. So we can go off tangent and complain about things a lot. Yep. I'm just gonna spend hours just chopping out oh no, female rage moment. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's plenty of female rage in here. I'm not I'm not censoring ourselves. I'm just going, okay, mm. erroneous. <laughs> extraneous. Do you think- 
Do you think we'll say the term internal misogyny more times than I said military industrial complex? Oh my god, don't, don't start this. Can you get how long it took me to comb through for those? Don't do this to me. I want to start a trend where I say one term a million times every episode and I have to pick it at the beginning. Shit, this is happening, isn't it? Oh my god. Okay. Alright. Um, so yeah, we're gonna actually go and uh, watch this episode now. Do we have to? Yes. Neither of us want to, but if we can't get through season one, we can't get to the good episodes. Alright, fine. There are good episodes in this season alone. Alright, fine. Okay, let's do this shit. Okay. So yeah, uh, we'll be back. Yep. All right. You know, I'm actually looking forward to the Hathor episode after this. I just, I didn't think it was possible, but, right? I just, I, we, we knew how bad this was. We definitely presented that. Yeah. But it's so bad. Every time I watch this episode, it's, it's always surprising to me just how much in my head I've toned it down in terms yeah. of just egregious scream rage qualities. Uh, see, even the cat yelling. <laughs> the cat hates it. Like, I'm gonna part the curtains for a minute here. I'm sick, so I'm already not feeling great. I lost all energy after watching this episode. I just, afterwards, I looked at, at Liz and I was like, do we have to? Right? <laughs> do we have to talk about this episode? <laughs> this episode is soul-sucking. It really is. It's it's awful. There are a couple of bright moments. Like, but that's literally in spite two. of everything. Right? If they were in those moments, if those were in a different episode, they'd just be par for the course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead of being actual bright Instead moments. Instead of being moments of like, yeah. hey, look, something that isn't disgusting beyond yep. all reason. Okay, so I guess the sooner we start this, the sooner we can be done with this. Never have I not wanted to do the- yeah. something. Like, like this podcast is great. I want to do this. It's going to be so much fun. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden. And then just... immediately we go. We had two, we had two all my forward good momentum. episodes, I and know, then we go I into know. emancipation. My momentum just, yep. God. Screech of metal break sound. Just, eh, I don't, I don't want to, like, depress the listeners, if we even have any. <laughs> but we're not going to have a good episode for, oof. But at least the next ones aren't, it's not that they're not good, it's just, okay, I, I, I always bring up this example. Five is bad. We're not getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Star Trek The Next Generation. I always bring up this show because... It is a rough season, season one. Season yeah. one of any show is always like, you know, whatever, hit or miss, <laughs> usually miss. Next Gen had, hell, its pilot episode was oh, so God, it's really Encounter bad. at yeah. Farpoint stands in my mind. It, it remains it eternal with its terribleness. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't know how amazing John Delancey no. was going to be, be to yeah. Star Trek at that point. I'm going to be so happy to see him in this. Right. But, Even if he's awful in this, right. it's still going to be like, it's cute! <laughs> my thing is, Season one always has problems. So season one episodes are, they always have a, that inherent disadvantage of characters haven't been developed yeah. yet. Like, this They're is the trying point where they're to trying to create feet. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've seen, like, for example, a while ago, I once watched a like first season episode of uh, the original CSI. Oh, God, yeah. And oh, I, oh. it was a scene where they were in like, a break room and like eating lunch sandwiches and crap, and I was like, wow, so they had no idea who these characters were yet, because like, nothing about it even was it, was, it was more just amusing than anything. But it's those moments where you're like, okay, it's going to get better. So the next episodes aren't, te- you know, great, obviously, but they're really not terrible. No, no. Because it could be so much worse. Not no. just in terms of this episode, Emancipation, but, like, at least it's yeah. not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I will say, um, 
while there are going to be some rough episodes ahead, I do think that thing you read earlier is correct. This is the worst episode. Literally. Mm-hmm. It cannot be better described than it was earlier, which is they regularly leave it out of reruns. Yeah. Alright, so let's just let's just get into it. Um, so the writer of this delightful little episode is Catherine Powers. Yeah, and as we mentioned earlier, she uh, did did uh, <laughs> a carbon copy of this yeah, about, years before. It's like, what, seven or eight years yeah. ago? Uh, before, yeah. Not seven or eight, a decade earlier. I and can count. someone let her continue to do this to us. I almost, I honestly kind of wonder if they, like, saw that that episode, um, you and know, thought it on was her CV good. and were like, well, not that it was good, per se- well, they probably did think it was good in that, like, oh, it's a female-centric type, you know, whatever, bullshit. Mm. Look, I'm not even going to get into that whole Oh, and it was written by a woman, so it must be a good representation. Right. But it's like, well, because, you know, that episode, you know, Code of Honor is yeah. all about... It's a bullshit stereotype, of course, but it's yeah. the whole thing that because Tasha fights, yep. that yep. is women. It's, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It's that, that bullshit stereotype of, of women where it's you're only a feminist if you're like Madame Bovary, for example, because that's actually considered a feminist novel mm, because she it's, goes outside uh, the gender norms, because she cheats on her husband, ruins their lives, and everything ends terribly. It's, it's the women simpl- aren't all whores or bitches. <laughs> it's the simplification of the strong female character. Yeah, but like they hear the word strong. And they're like, oh, so they have to fight, yes? Yes. No, that's not what... Yeah. Not all good male characters fight. Mm-hmm. Daniel is a wonderful example uh-huh. of that. But men can do that. There's a great example of Daniel not being a fighter. There's This episode's honestly a very good example of Daniel not mm-hmm. being a fighter. And he's a wonderful character yeah. in this show. But somehow, if you're going to have a strong female character, she has to be an actual fighter it's the only oh yeah way no they know the how only to way that, strong female yeah, characters it's always we're always aggressive it has to be aggressive it's like granted i'm a bit <laughs> aggressive <laughs> a bit <laughs> well, i'm aggressive that being said we're aggressive in reaction to this exactly but here's the thing it's like we're not i consider myself a very strong woman but it's not like every time somebody says something insulting to me i lose my fucking shit and it's, i don't always i don't only have one mode mm-hmm. there are tons of times where i'm able to access my cognitive and emotional response center and go, okay, what is the appropriate response to this particular situation? Almost as if I'm a human with a brain. It's wild. It's weird. <laughs> but then you have people who, like, are creating these shows and are like, it, it, I've said it before. Uh, I, that's my phrase of the day. I've said it before. I've said it before. It's like that old ad I saw from the 60s where it was a, a vacuum Oh, ad, God, yeah. Where it was, you know, someday the lunar whatever, whatever, and it was a picture of a woman vacuuming. And the whole thing was that in the On future, the we'll still be using our brand of vacuums or whatever. It's like, okay, they can conceive of a, of a future where we are colonizing, living on the moon. And in this, they cannot conceptualize the idea. That it doesn't even occur to them that maybe a woman didn't go to the moon to clean the fucking moon. <laughs> maybe we have other things to do. It's, it's, they can conceive of these amazing premises like going through a Stargate to another planet <laughs> to see amazing new things. And yet, yeah. women are still just... Well, I mean, they're just kind of there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I swear, part of me really genuinely wonders if they, you know, were looking through CVs of, of television writers and said, hey, look, she wrote, oh, and even better, this chick wrote an episode that had another sassy blonde woman in it. We have a sassy blonde. Sassy blonde. Sam Carter is not a sassy blonde. And I I, well, I honestly genuinely believe that Brad Wright did not think, and Jonathan Glasser, I sorry, say did not consider her a sassy blonde. as a sassy blonde. <laughs> Right? Sam Carter is not right. a sassy blonde. And I will give them credit where credit is due. I don't think that they had that con- mm. idea. That they- I don't think they it said, we need a sassy blonde. 
yeah, exactly. This episode kind of proves that these guys definitely had some subconscious bias. Because it's impossible not yeah. to in any situation. Doesn't excuse it, obviously. No. And <laughs> But they said, look. They get a better the, handle on Sam later. Look, that show had a strong blonde character who was really capable and fighty and mm-hmm. shit. So we have a character we want to portray as such, too. A, a new and improved version of Tasha Yar, if you will. It's a lot of explanation <laughs> to me. There's no way they could have hired her Without knowing accident. about it, yeah. And she just happened to write the same thing. Alright, so uh, on a slightly better note, <laughs> the director is Jeff Wolna. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about him. Yeah, never heard of him before, but he did he, a good job. He did some, uh, there's some nice shots in it. Yeah. In general terms of just your generic episode type thing, you know, Planet of the Week kind of thing, it's nothing spectacular, nothing, you know, awe-inspiring. Mm-hmm. That being said, it's... There are a handful of really good yeah, shots. there's some good shots, there's, you know, some general cinematography. It was well-directed in that it wasn't shittily directed. Yeah. It was just good average with a couple of moments of, oh, I can see where direction was clearly done here, and kudos. So, he did fine. <laughs> it's just, it's sad, like, he did fine is the glowing praise we yeah, have for this episode. it's rough. Alright, so let's just get get to this episode. Mm-hmm. It's There's not much that actually happens in this episode. Oh god, no. <laughs> kind of like season two of uh, Walking Dead, where like nothing happens in the entire season. It's Never seen it. Oh, well, it's <laughs> like, the entire season, basically, everything takes place over like a series of like four or five days. Like, nothing transpires. Nothing uh-huh. actually changes. Like, they're looking for a kid for most of it. It's the same fucking story for like four mm-hmm. episodes, five episodes in a row. It's just, okay. Yeah. It's just, it's an interesting choice for me for their, uh, their first real trip through the gate that they yeah. show. It's not a it's not a good, strong it's just, opener. It's, it's weird that they went with that for their yeah. opener. I just, I don't get it. Especially when shows have been known to <laughs> readjust the order of episodes of how they're aired. So they could have. Yeah. This had could've. to be a conscious choice. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why they opened with, I'm guessing, I'm guessing it has something to do with we wanted to show the female thing first, except that. Or maybe you know. they opened with this because. Everybody in it is poorly written. So Get it's like the in the middle of the season, we suddenly reverted back to True. these personalities. It'd be like, like Gotham. what? It's like season one of Gotham. Oh Remember? no, yes! Yeah, yeah, like a few episodes of really great, and then all of a sudden, what the fuck was this yeah. episode? Did they film this first or something? Yep, that, that might be what it is. They were just like, oh shoot. Yeah. Actually, maybe, I take it back. Maybe they changed the order to get this mm. one out of the way. Yeah. It's still annoying, but... Alright, so... Episode opens up with them stepping through the gate. Oh, yeah. I like how they walk through, and Daniel goes, what a mess. It's like a few chunks of weathered rock. They're clearly ruins. The archaeologist. The archaeologist says this. The archaeologist. The one who grew up on digs. He grew up on digs. But the worst part about it is, they're like generic ruins. There's also only like four or five big chunks of rock. It's It's not not a fucking mess. It's a... It's a meadow. No, Troy, don't leave me. The kitty's running. She's done. Oh. So, yeah, what a mess. What the fuck? All right. Yeah, that was that was weird. That was I a literally weird wrote as my note. Choice. My note for this. What a mess. They're ruins, bruh. <laughs> I just said Daniel says some stupid shit about ruins. They all say some stupid shit in this fucking episode. <laughs> but not about ruins. Just True. Daniel. Yeah. The archaeologist. I know. It starts think... out strong there and it just goes downhill. Like, aside from all of the insulting things that are done to Sam in this episode, it's clear Catherine Powers has no understanding of what an archaeologist or an anthropologist. Okay, so yeah. Daniel says some stupid shit about ruins that Teal corrects. <laughs> also, um, can we take a moment to reflect on this? Is, Teal has like five lines. This entire but he has episode. one of the best lines at the very but, end. But it's like, I like how he's literally just there as kind of like a weird voice of uh, stuff's happening. Uh huh. 
Yeah, poor Teal. He deserved better than this episode. We all deserved better than this episode. <laughs> this episode deserved better than this episode. Alright, so they walk through. Nobody's around. It's it's clearly hasn't been um, accessed in a while. That's why it's in ruins. In ruins, right? <laughs> uh, and then they hear yelling and dogs barking. And a, <laughs> suddenly, a boy appears. A boy appears, being chased by like four or five German shepherds. Yeah, which also, I'm glossing over this part with the dogs because I honestly don't know enough about the dog breeds. I don't know. I'm pretty sure German shepherds didn't come from... I don't think so. Yeah. But I'm honestly, wondering I if they... Because they weren't like the, the normal coloring. You know you know the, the, the black and white yeah. kind of coloring that German shepherds right, are, yeah. you, you know, like the police dogs that you normally see? They were the brown right, coloring right. instead. I'm wondering if they were trying to get a dog that had a more jackal look to it. Maybe. More like that hunting dog. Yeah. I mean, if they did, whatever, they should whatever, have gone for a skinnier yeah. dog. From what I know of history, you know, Mongolian history, you know, the whole nomadic and so on and so forth, big wide open fields and yeah. shit like that, you know, not, not just a field, it's all a field <laughs> from what I know. Yeah. So those dogs looked like the lean running type. Yeah. So dogs, that's that's it. that's the ending point there. But yeah. they were well-trained doggies. Did you see how well they uh, were running and fighting and clearly were acting better than several other people on this episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those dogs with a star. I do, I do also love it. He's clearly running for his life from these dogs. They were clearly trying not and to then, kill him. And then the moment he runs into four more people, he, like, stops running, like, waves his hand at the dogs, and the dogs, and the dogs leave. It's like, you couldn't have done that before you ran into people. That's because that was the signal to the dogs to go away now. Yeah. But it's just, it was, that was interesting. It was so weird. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, they all introduce themselves. Uh, Daniel... Decides to be like, oh yes, yes, I'm supposed to, I'm the one with the languages, I'm supposed to be the, the one who introduces. Which is pointless, because everybody in all these worlds speaks English. Yeah, oh, I know this is, we've definitely decided, we definitely <laughs> quickly realized that this episode is definitely more sexist than uh, racist. But you started with an Asian, <laughs> Mongolian, Chinese culture, and they speak fluent English. Mm-hmm. Oh, and on that note, not only do they speak fluent English, they speak American English. Oh, yeah. And I'd say that literally because they ask him if he's okay, and the kid goes, yeah, I'm okay. I would not expect most people to be pissed off about this, but this is like a weird thing for me. Okay is actually a vernacular from um, 19... Oh, sorry, 18-something. The word okay actually is... It's vernacular. It's over 150 years old. From when I knew, it meant old kinderhook. I thought it had to do with something, some secret society, but I actually did a little bit of reading on it. It's, uh, it's an editorial joke. Huh. Yeah. It was Martin Van Buren was running for something, and part of that whole political sphere was they were creating, you know, like their, um... Slogans? Yeah, so, thank you. Campaign slogans. And his supporters were called the OK Club, because they were all old buddies of his from uh, where he was from, okay. Kinderhook. So they there were the we old Kinderhook crowd. He that was one sense. of them. There you go. And that just became a thing, because it was published in newspapers, you yeah. know, so on and so forth. I guess back in the 1800s, there wasn't a lot of, uh, more interesting shit going yeah. on. So in 1840, the big thing was, hey, cool, we're at a club called the OK Club. It's silly, but it's a thing, and that's where the word okay comes from. And so when I hear people uttering it, like, in Star Wars or in this, it's just, it's a little thing. But honestly, yeah, just a tiny bit of, you know, editing research when you're, like, creating these things would yeah. be really appreciated. Well, in this, they're trying to pretend like they're being accurate. Right. And then they just throw out things right. like, okay. Right. Like, I'll, I will give them a, a kind of pass on it, because it yeah. is extremely... It's an obscure fact. Plus, it's one of those things where you speak this whatever, whatever, and somehow this Chinese culture is speaking English. Yeah. Anyway, it's just, you're going to use words you know. It's like, Mark Twain had years to learn how to <laughs> accurately portray the language for um, Huckleberry Finn, how they spoke. Uh-huh. 
Like, that wasn't just something he no. knew, whipped up. He didn't speak that way. He wasn't no. from the Old South. You gotta, like, find people. Yeah, he had to He went there. He literally yeah. created his own glossary compendium type thing Absolutely. of this shit so he could actively do it. And they're not gonna want to do that for a television no. episode. I understand. I, I would. I get it. If I was writing it. Okay, yeah, but they're not... <laughs> Freakishly, but I would also <laughs> insist that in every episode they're actually speaking the language. It's only today I with know. like games like I, the new Tomb Raider game that actually do the it. language. I accept it. I know it's a necessity, but it makes me upset because you have this wonderful opportunity of traveling to a new world in every episode with new civilizations in every episode, mm-hmm. and they maybe throw out one word. Right. I mean, Star Trek got away with it with a universal translator. Yeah. A show linguist them, can, on your team that speaks 27 right? languages, right? and and he winds up just being a diplomat. Yeah, the only Star Trek uh, show that didn't do was out of Enterprise. That was how the Universal Translator was created. There were several scenes where they had the language barrier. That was great. That's how you do it. Yep, yep. Man, you can, can do it. It, it. it can be done. They just didn't want to. What really kills me is uh, when I was doing research on the, the actors for this, uh-huh. one of them... Uh, granted, I'm very aware that Cantonese is not a Mongolian language, no, no, no. but they had somebody literally there who had lived in Hong Kong and had learned fluent Cantonese. Cantonese. So it's not outside the realm of reason to expect actors to be out there, especially since they actually went ahead and did a great job casting mm-hmm. only Asian actors for this. Yeah, they're not all Chinese. Right, but, <laughs> but that's, you know, we'll, we'll get to that problem but eventually. But it's the mm-hmm. 90s, so I'm proud of them for casting the Asians. God, it's pathetic that we have to say this shit. I know, like it's but really bad. But that's why, that's why we have come to the conclusion, much more sexist right. than, it, than yeah. it is racist. But like I said, like I was saying, that you can find actors, I'm assuming fairly easily, because the, the woman that they had... Who spoke Cantonese? Born in Canada, so it's not unheard of. You can have people who speak so these Canada languages. Canada actually has a lot of Asians. Well, exactly. Well, that, that's not my point. The whole thing is that it's not impossible to find people who speak. Mm-hmm. You could have found somebody who spoke one of the languages yeah. that would have worked. You could have had some translation, but I get the budget doesn't want you know, a lot of whatever. I get that Michael Shanks refuses to try and pronounce things. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that maybe they, maybe that's why they did. <laughs> they did the pilot, and they're like, oh, you're not even going to try, so, huh? They're not going <laughs> to speak English, but that, that doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. Michael Shanks, it's, it's a thing. Just shh. They're just, it's, trust me, trust me, don't ask. They just speak English. Listen, he's putting in the effort to act like James Spader. We can't ask much more from him. In terms of flaws, those are all several minor ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Daniel introduces everybody, and it's great because, like, he introduces himself, and then he gestures at Jack, and and then pauses. Pause? Like, you don't know his name? Did you forget Jack's name? (laughs) You know, it's it's clearly a deferential thing, like to the you know to, yeah. to indicate who the leader is to let the leader introduce right, himself, right. and it's also like, and also it lets Jack set the pace for how he exactly wants yeah. That's what I was commenting on. I do like how it conveys to the audience a nice little subtle. It's like the only subtle thing done right in this episode is it's a nice subtle way to go. And this to you audience members, you can now see how Jack will be <laughs> informal and down to earth and approachable, which is all these great qualities yeah. of a leader. It's great. It also immediately separates him from Kurt Russell. Yes, yes he does. And you damn well know that's not how Kurt Russell is no, O'Neill no, no, would have no. done it. Again, not insulting Kurt Russell, just insulting that version of O'Neill. That, uh, all-American hero. <laughs> With nerves of steel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So, they okay. do that cool thing. And um, then... Then the boy notices... Oh, yeah, I like how Carter and Teal'c were just... They were all there together. And the, the suddenly they're somehow in the back. They're, they're, somehow they just wandered off for a moment, because then there's a scene of them wandering back into the scene. It's like... Where did they go? Why did they go? Also, what happened? It's clear the Goal have not been here for a very long time because this is one of the few times that the the uh, local culture does not react to the 
yeah, tattoo nothing, not on Teal'c's head. Hence you don't even pause looking at him. No, yep. it's when the boy notices Sam and realizes, oh, it's a woman. I like how he walks over like all awkwardly to the guys and goes, that's it's a, a woman. woman. <laughs> like, like, maybe they didn't notice. Like, oh shit, really? <laughs> I know. Like, she actually, what was the expected reaction, reaction there? Like, what? <laughs> was the kid expecting him to like just freak the hell out? Oh like, my god, you lied I didn't to notice us. the tits. Oh my god. Well, to be fair, she's wearing a lot of bulky clothing. Yeah, that, I was gonna say, I, I'm yeah. like, you were using the vest to hide them, <laughs> you wicked woman, you. <laughs> like, what was this kid expecting? I get the where, where his culture comes. I get where he's coming yeah, yeah. from in, mm-hmm. in his specific culture. It's kind of makes sense, mm-hmm. but also just like, yeah. no shit, Sherlock. And and then like poor poor Amanda Tapping because she is really good. She's great as Sam, except when she's given moments like this. Where she's clearly been encouraged to act aggressive with the boy who seems uncomfortable with her. Like, what she, the hell he was like, that? He, like, moves away from her immediately and, like, is clearly, like, almost hiding behind yeah. Jack He's and Daniel away from her. He's extremely And what does she do? Comes towards him very firmly. What, I have something growing yeah, out of my nose? Like, what line is that? Confrontational. Yeah, what the fuck is that line? And, then once, <laughs> and even after Daniel, like, points out, hey, I think he's uncomfortable. I think, you know, like, they treat women differently here. I think he's uncomfortable with you being like a woman yeah <laughs> and then her reaction to that is to go right up into his face it's like sam sam <laughs> and then like you know when it keeps going she goes oh now i'm feeling starting to feel bad it's like i honestly don't even know how to dissect all the things wrong with that statement it's just really poorly yeah the she, only did, thing she did it. the best she could <laughs> oh, with yeah. what she was given oh yeah it's okay <sighs> you know, it's it's that thing where it's like it's gonna get better it does get better. She is given the tools that she needs, in that she's given a semblance of a, of personality, of yeah. peoplehood. Mm-hmm. But oh. that, the only thing that was worse than that, those fucking lines is the one afterwards about fixing. Yeah. Oh yeah. But we'll yeah. get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but uh, call back to the whole thing about how you know strong male characters don't have to be fighty, <laughs> and Daniel being a good example of that is the next moment. What happens is that more of uh, the locals come up on horses this time. More men. <laughs> and all of the team, they have this great, like, diagonal line oh, that's shot. A great sh- that's a great It's a directing. good directing. Good it's directing. a great directing shot because literally it is everyone in in the same kind of... Um, like their introductory the, scene as they're walking the, out. The pilot. Yeah. yeah, the pilot, where they're all angled mm-hmm. so that you can all see them, but yeah. they're all still backlit it's by a, the it's gate. It's a common directing cinematography mm-hmm. choice. Doesn't yeah. mean it's not great. It's great. They, they're all angled in a row, and you see just down a line, all of them have weapons drawn, and then you get to Daniel at the end, and he does not have a weapon drawn, and he's staring down at his team like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> that moment was just like, gun, gun, gun. <laughs> yeah. It's so great. That was the look of a man going, oops. <laughs> Darn it. I knew I shouldn't have replaced that with sunscreen. <laughs> There's a deleted scene where in the gate room he was checking his pockets and found a gun in one of the pockets and was like, oh, it's a perfect spot for sunscreen. You know even greater? That, that, this is not my headcanon. He's like, you know how I cannot, what I loved about the movie was him just tossing shit? Yeah. It's him going, gun, and just tossing it. <laughs> and it like, bang, in the background. And just do that, like, that minor startle thing he does for, oh well. And just goes back with sunscreen. Shoves it in. Although, to be fair, if it goes off after he tosses it over his shoulder, it's whoever's fault packed his vest without not the safety off. Safety Honestly, if I had written anything, if I had been alive in that time, if I, I was alive in that time, if I had been an adult in that time. <laughs> I was alive in that time. If I had been, you know, part of this, I mm-hmm. definitely 
just because I love that fucking scene in the movie, I would have definitely had a scene where he's packing the shit up, puts the gun down, because that would have totally fit him, and he, putting sunscreen in. A college he didn't even, like, purposely leave it behind. He just forgot to put it back in. <laughs> just like, ooh, sunscreen. Okay, I don't need this. Sunscreen. Oh, God, his holster is full of sunscreen. Oh, God. <laughs> this is now my, uh... But he hasn't even started wearing the freaking bandanas do-rag yet. yet. The do-rag. Oh, God, I love his do-rag in season two. It makes me so happy. I'm sorry. Like, okay, the the uh, the little floppy sun hat um, thing that he wears. His dad season, hat. Yeah. I call it a dad hat. It is, it is a fisherman dad hat, isn't it? Yeah. I do love that hat. But his, his do-rag, do-rag is sexy. so he pulls good. It off somehow. No, that's because it's Michael, Michael Shanks. Shanks yeah. <laughs> you know what it is? It's because it pulls all the fluffy hair away from his face, so it shows the good... The uh, bone structure. good bone structure of him. Yeah. Anyway. Huh, okay, so yeah. They all pull weapons with new people coming up. Daniel does not. <laughs> just That's just the first of so many shots I'm going to emphasize his complete lack of weaponry, which is, again, great. It's wonderful, and it fits perfectly. It's fun. Super funny. God, I can't wait until the jail episode. <laughs> Chuck just takes his glasses away from him. We need a tally for this episode. In that, how many times do we reference other episodes just so that we can get just away from so this? We don't have to talk about this one, but the jail episode's so good. Yep. Anyway. Okay. So, yeah, the men who just came up suddenly recognize that Sam is also a woman and are ready to kill her because she, A, has her face uncovered and B, spoke, spoke to them. And I. Oh, that's, here's the thing. Here's the best part. Right before she spoke, because that's, that's that line I was referencing. She existed, therefore they're now pissed off and mm-hmm. aggressive because her face is, you know, uncovered. And she goes, hey, ask them how I can fix this. <laughs> she's, up until this moment, is very aware. She hasn't done jack fucking shit yeah. to piss off mm-hmm. anybody. They're clearly just pissed because she's a woman. How can I fix this? Go fuck yourself. Whoever wrote that dialogue, we already know who wrote that dialogue. Whoever mm-hmm. thought that was, whatever part of that, just, nope. <laughs> I will say, her, her, um, Why delivery that of that line it? isn't so much, um, apologetic as it is confrontational because she is confrontational this whole episode right even when it doesn't make it's like you know there's something wrong here stop making it worse yeah like the moment that they're clearly i don't know why because she's a smart woman she is i i will say she's the smartest person on that team oh and i have a lot of respect for daniel but she is the smartest person on that team yeah she can't figure out that, oh, they have a problem with women. Maybe I should just, like, stand in the back and keep my mouth shut yeah, until assess. we can get out of here. Assess the situation. Yeah. But no, she's confrontational from the very beginning, uh-huh. which just makes things worse. Uh-huh. And they're ready to kill her because of it. Uh-huh. And yeah. it's just like, oh, God. Like, the most egregious thing about this episode is how sexist it is mm-hmm. when it's posing as a feminist oh, trust movie, me. Uh, movie episode. Yeah, no, that's what I, that, like I said, that's I, why I hate. so offensive Exactly, that's why, I, that's why, I, that's what I said earlier. I hate books like Madame Bovary for that exact mm-hmm. fucking thing. I wrote a thesis paper once about Madame Bovary, feminist icon or just a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's the only thesis paper I've ever gotten a full score on. There's also <laughs> the whole, oh God, you know what also is really big about this? This is like peak white feminism. Because it's not just like how wrong white feminism is, but it's a white woman trying to fix things for non-white women with a white woman's um, stance on on morals and society and everything. It's like everything wrong with how we react to the Middle East. Yeah, yeah. 
this is a perfect example. This is literally a perfect parallel yeah. to that. Because it's, it's all about women covering their faces. Yeah. And she's like, what this is unacceptable. How much do you want to bet when this episode was being written? She was going to use Saudi Arabia mm. as, oh, a, as I, I a culture, not. a Saudi Arabian culture. And they were like, you know what? That's a little too obvious. <laughs> we can't do that. But we can disparage the Chinese, Mongolian, mm-hmm. Asian culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, what? And then, like, she does, like, this weird, like, heel turn and then realizes, oh, we should probably leave. Yeah, I like how she is the only voice of fucking reason there, which I'm clearly After creating being confrontational. Yeah. My presence is clearly creating a problem. The most logical step would be, hmm. despite my feelings for on the us matter, us to leave and to send an yeah. all-male team. Right. Which is, I want to thing. leave. I'm in danger also because she spoke, hmm. he goes, the woman must die for speaking. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she goes, okay, well, I don't want to be here now. Yeah, so I'm going to leave. That's fair. And, and it's, and then Daniel, of all people, mm. the anthropologist, of, of all people, who knows how dismiss. to maintain a level with culture and, like, not, like, rock the boat mm-hmm. with visiting. Like, the anthropologist is, oh, no, no, we should stay. Which but is just, 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 just dismisses mm-hmm. her yeah very valid concerns for her own fucking personal he safety. He doesn't even look at her. Exactly. It's just, it's, which is infuriating. Like, I think what's, one of the most infuriating things about this episode is the fact that the writer clearly has no understanding of these characters. No shit! The only moments we get of the characters that are true are where it's clearly the actor themselves working their asses off to bring them through. Mm-hmm. Like, Amanda Tappy works her ass off mm-hmm. to have some the good internal sarcasm and, and, and dealing like, with just shit. just, like, the, the murder in her eyes in yeah. a lot of scenes. The internal female rage that you would justifiably have about being treated like that. But what's wild about this, this scene, to me, is the fact that at its base structure... SG-1 is a perfect first contact team. Mm-hmm. You have the the uh, Black Ops leader. Mm-hmm. You have the the uh, hard science. Mm-hmm. You have the soft science with anthropology, archaeology, mm-hmm. language. Mm-hmm. All very important things for a mm-hmm. first contact. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. You have the alien who is familiar with all of these worlds. Built and your liaison. main... Yeah, the liaison. Yeah. You have the alien, and then, just to, you know, help balance things even more, one of your team members is a woman. On the off, rare chance that you come across a culture where women are in charge. Yeah. Or you need, like, the Which I the don't think ever freaking happens right. in this show, unfortunately. It's definitely un- not unheard of for females to be considered, like, a softer yeah, approach to yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. No, so, like, it's gross, but I, at yeah, its base, this is a perfect first contact team. Mm-hmm. But part of being a first contact team is going to a new place... Taking an initial purview. Yeah, it's called recon. Yeah, they are the recon team. They're supposed to go in and go, oh, you know what team would go perfect here? The Marines. Mm-hmm. Or you know what team would be perfect here? All of the nerds. Mm-hmm. You know, you're supposed to go, that's what a first contact team does. Mm-hmm. They're not the diplomats. They're not the fighters. They're not the nerds. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to go, they're supposed to be a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Just in case. They're the just in case team. Yeah. So the fact, I know, like, I. Uh, on one hand, I'm like, okay, Daniel's just unnerved himself and is excited about seeing <laughs> he's an old culture. Excited. I get that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, hey, but he's an anthropologist who knows not to frickin' rock the boat. Com- he's completely disregarding the safety of a teammate. Also, him and Sam had a good bond in the yeah. first two episodes. Which makes it so weirdly horrible Captain that he's Doctor disregarding her. had a good bond. Yeah. So, like, the fact that he doesn't even look at her, it's just insulting it's to the, all these it's characters. It's utter disregarding. Yeah. It's, but what, uh, it, and the mm-hmm. worst part about it is it echoes so much of 
this whole episode. Well, shit that is still still happens today. It's coming out in 1997. This shit is still a thing where a woman has a concern. Not even a concern. A woman says something ever about something that literally regards only members of the female gender. It can only regard women. She, like, and Uh, a man um, goes... Abortion? (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to be uh, tactful, but I'm not here to be tactful. I'm here to say men need to keep their fucking mouth shut about women's organs. So it's it's a great example, just like with reproductive autonomy. She has a concern that literally does not involve anything other than, I'm a woman, I'm in danger of something because I'm a woman, Mm -hmm. They literally, My opinion here is the only valid opinion in this particular situation, but sure, the man with a dick gets to decide. They literally ten seconds earlier said she spoke, she must die. Exactly. And Daniel says, no, this is a good opportunity, let's stay. I there just, are other SG teams, Daniel! You could send another one through! Yeah, they could just send her back, she even says it later, I should just go back. Uh, well, yeah, they were close enough to the <gasps> gate that she, she could have She literally at any point yeah. just could have left. I, again, it has nothing to do with your personal feelings that matter. It's, I don't like that it's sexist, mm-hmm. but I also want to live. Yeah. Also, if we have any hope of making diplomatic relations with these people, let's say we want them, then maybe we should be pissing them off. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not about what we think. People always take our, like, mm-hmm. well, it's not okay. Okay, but that's not the problem right now. Yeah. The problem Which is, is anthropology mm-hmm. mindset. You shouldn't, you're supposed to be, like I said, I keep saying it, mm-hmm. not rocking the boat. Exactly. You cannot interact with and another culture without respecting that culture. And the that they don't like a woman talking yeah. and having autonomy. Yeah. And then he's like, no, 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 you can stay, Sam. It's like, first he's off. an anthropologist. Yeah. It's like on one level, it's just, it's <laughs> terrible treatment of her. Mm-hmm. But on the other level, it's great. Now, what's to say that they're not going to take that as an act of aggression? Like, you are blatantly... You are flagrantly violating their policies, yeah. their rules, mm-hmm. in front of them. Oh, yeah. It is not unheard of for people to go, you know what? I don't like you very much. Fuck off. Or die. Or yeah. Th- that could have ended in any number of bad ways. All because a guy with a dick told another person without a dick yep. what she could do based solely on his opinion on the matter. Oh, yeah. There's so much disregarding. Mm-hmm. So much disregarding. I just... It, okay, so internal misogyny needs to die, and people who don't understand how other cultures work as like a concept, yeah, need to not write about anthropologists. <laughs> people need to just people need to educate themselves. Okay, so the chief of the nearby um, group comes up with an excuse for why he doesn't oh, have to kill yeah. Sam. You saved my son. Oh, you the saved dogs. my son, so I don't have to kill you. Yeah. He's the chief. Uh. Also, I, I, I do love that they actually got an Asian actor with an actual hmm. Asian oh, yeah. accent. And he's in everything. Yeah. Well, or was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He died a few a couple years ago. He, um, he's Korean, not Chinese. He's got a great voice, though. He has a great voice. And I like, I was reading about him. He was uh, hired often. He was one of the busiest actors. That's what it was. Yeah. Because he had a gentle uh, demeanor. And he was really friendly. And so he was often cast as sympathetic roles. So that's why he was cast as this, was to have the sympathetic voice. Oh, yeah. But I also like that they, um, he has the, uh, an Asian accent, and none of the other guys around no, him do. No, Like, I love it, but at the same time, it all does is kind of, you know, cast light on the, on the disparity there. Like, cool, but why doesn't your son or any of the others around you have yeah. that? And it's fun to play a little game called While the Scene is Running, look in the background, see how many white guys you can see hiding in the extras. <laughs> to be fair, there's only a couple. Yeah, no, no. But you could always find a couple, and, cause the, and even then, they're, like, blurred out. They're, like, in, like, the... But, yeah. But, no. Like I said, credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. As little as it is. Mm-hmm. They hired Asians. Yep. <laughs> so they all followed the chief 
back to their camp. Yeah. Um, for some fucking terrible yeah, yeah, reason. Uh, yeah, well, because Sam's just a woman. She doesn't have any idea what she wants or needs <laughs> or anything like that. You know, her life isn't her own. Um, they get to the camp, they go into the tents, and I remember Daniel said something about starts reflecting on the uh, Mongolian culture aspect yeah, yeah. of it. And I just, what killed me was that it's uh, uh, something, something extinct, uh, extinct way of life. And I'm like, there are still Mongolians no still exist. Uh, oh, yeah. Mongolia is still a country. Um, and nomads definitely still exist in that area. Oh, I've yeah. seen a lot of evidence. Like, yeah, they're, yeah they, they understand that there's not the only way of life. No. It's, not like it's not like they're only nomadic, but... It's definitely, it's not, it's, it's still I think it's definitely not extinct, yeah. so, just more proof that she didn't do any research. For no, 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 none. Uh, so they're like, hey, if you're gonna keep this woman in our camp, she's gotta get covered up. Oh yeah, and yeah, because, because by the way, women, uh, can't speak, can't do, they, 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 they do a brief little rundown of all the things women aren't allowed to do, so basically everything but eat, yeah. breathe, and, uh, you know, bear children, probably, and... By the way, it's a good thing that you saved my son because that allowed me to give, that gave me a reason to let her live. Mm-hmm. Which is like, gave you, a, you're the chieftain. You don't need a fucking reason. You can just, because you're the chieftain, you can say also, she gets to live. Also, she gets to live. Warlords. Remember, he's not a warlord. They're, they're, they're more like trade. He was like a trade I know, lord. But like, they set up like all of trade these lords. <laughs> But at some point they were. Oh, yeah. so he has authority. Oh, it's yeah. not like he was elected or something. Nope, nope. He just needs to be like, hey, women aren't going to be Chatel anymore. Especially since, literally, at the end of this episode, he does exactly yeah. that. Gave you a reason. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, I get that you're supposed to be the good guy here, but I'm not going to put you on a fucking pedestal. No. For taking... Look, looking for the opportunity to, because in your heart you know women are equal. So in your heart you were desperately searching for a reason <laughs> not to kill a woman. That they put him up on a pedestal because he's only married to one woman. Oh, I know. <laughs> God, and the fact that the conversation about this is between him and Daniel. And it's the guy who got given his wife. Yes. Like, Daniel and Shouty love and respect each other, but the start was not good. <laughs> like, dude. Again, that, that conversation scene. Tone deaf. It's a group of men sitting down talking about how it's okay. We all understand that women are are people too. But isn't it amazing that we think that? Isn't it amazing? Aren't we amazing? Okay, I know this episode's terrible. We skipped ahead like thirty minutes. So, <laughs> and there's another really offensive part. It um, right after Sam gets dressed. They come back in to see her in the, the new dressing ugly outfit. Ugh. God, it was so bad. Pointing out, not, we're not saying in any way, shape, or form <laughs> that the Mongolian outfits no, attire was the ugly. Outfit they picked for this her shit was fucking costume. Ugly. It it was like some ten dollar thing you got from a, a Halloween costume store. Honestly, it's I feel so like it's bad. because they were you know you know when they were making all these costumes, getting all these costumes. She's a lot taller than, like, yeah, everybody she's, in that room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wish you want to bet they had a hard time getting the costume ready for her, so they had to cut corners or something. Probably. But that's honestly the only thing I can think of. But the... Oh, God. Oh, God. So she so walks they out. walk in. No, they walk in. Yeah, that's right. They walk in, and then all three of the men on the team just gape at her. I, I'm fondly calling it the uh, ogle scene. It's... It's, it's a so, line of men. It's so deeply in un... It's so deeply out of character for every single one of them. It's so gross, so offensive, so much everything. Like, just tied together. First of all, Teal'c. Teal'c? 
Like, Teal'c is definitely the most subtle out of all of them with the reaction, but he's still gaping at her. Like, his mouth is closed, but he's, like, very expressive with his eyebrows. And it's like, which doesn't make any sense for his character, because no. Jafar women, as is later shown in the show, fight, are pretty much considered equal. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, within reason, of course, because, yeah. duh, no, his no wife culture ever has women completely, you know. Yes, exactly. It's all about choosing strong women. They're more like Spartan. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Type. That's definitely what they're modeled yeah, after. Yeah, exactly. So, and then you would have never considered Sam. Granted, they've only known each other for a short while at this point. There's no point, there's nothing in my mind that will ever believe that at any point after meeting Sam, has he ever looked at her and gone, well, I mean, she's a woman or any of that shit. Nothing about him. No. He would have only ever considered her a free and equal member of the team. Yeah. So that, him looking at her like that's like, really? And then there's Jack who is her superior officer and has known her for, what, a week? Yeah, being super creepy, by the way. Yeah. Super oh, creepy. God. Super creepy. Deeply creepy. It's and he's, like, so inappropriate. disgusting little uh. grin as he's, like, and saunters uh. up to her, like, oh, look how good you look. It's like, are you raping now? Is this a thing? And then Daniel's looking at her like he's never seen a woman before in his life, and it's like, A, he's married to Shouty. Oh, yeah, remember that wife of yours you're searching for? And B, his last long-term girlfriend was Sarah. Sexy redhead. Huh. It's like, no, I'm sorry. Blonde. I know he's in... She, she was She blonde. was like a, like a, um, j- strawberry blonde. We'll go with that. Pretty sure she was a strawberry I blonde. Know, I don't know. I we'll get to that episode. I love that episode. That's another good episode. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah, okay, he's got like the nerd thing going on or whatever. But he's stumbled into some really hot women, mm-hmm. so like, somehow, like, he's never been the one to initiate any of these relationships. But he knows, he's, he's seen hot women before. Yep. Also, it's and just... And also, he has a friendship going with Sam. Yeah. They bonded. Captain Doctor. Yeah. And that's just, as usual, it's just all that sums up one annoying women are fucking only fact. useful as being attractive. It's that unveiling of femininity. Oh, it's like, unnecessary. Um, God, what's it? Is it? She's all that? That... Is that, I never that saw the it. movie with Freddie Prince Jr. And, if it had um, Freddie Prince Jr. in it, I guarantee you I haven't seen it. I don't watch it. I, don't, I never The really one where, it. like, she takes off her glasses and, like, gets her know, hair done. And, it's, oh, well, it's that stereotype. Yeah, trope. yeah, yeah. It's a trope. I've seen that trope. Yeah, the, yeah. the nerdy girl's secretly beautiful, therefore mm-hmm. she's valuable. That's, like, the version of it, though. Yeah. If it's, she's all, I don't remember. Who, who Those movies are bad. I don't remember. They're all bad. Yeah. It's a trope yeah, used today. It's, it's always bad. It's an insulting scene. It's so bad. The woman isn't valuable. For any of the things that she has, is whatever as a person, it's the moment unless of she's attractive. attractiveness revealed. Mm-hmm. That's oh, look at you! Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's what kills me the most too. It's her little introductory scene there with the with the outfit. It does this little oh, God, the- bell music. I had to pause <laughs> to rage for a moment just to go. Was that really necessary? <laughs> just feminine oh. bells. Look how gorgeous she is. Look how soft and pretty. Not to mention flowy. Shit. All the other all the other outfits in that camp. We're like pretty modest in the chest area. Yeah, her Hers plunging is, like, neckline. Plunging. To be it's fair, like, I'm not disregarding the fact that she has a lovely. No, she <laughs> does. She, it was a great view. If it had been any other circumstance, I might yeah. even appreciate it. But not in this circumstance. No, this was disgusting. This yeah. was only disgusting. This was male gaze. And then she sits there and goes <laughs> and lists off a very accurate rundown of all the problems with this outfit. I can't move. I can't breathe. I can't talk. Which, of course, is the whole point. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's controlling why the women. Made that yeah, that's way. like literally how this shit works. She lists the reasons why this is a problem, and all and all Jack goes is like, "Oh, but it's so you." It's like, and done. Oh, God, can we just get past this scene? I hate I'm it. I'm not even gonna can touch that. Can we just that. get to her getting kidnapped, please? 
Let's get to the plot, please. Yeah, there's one I'm line thinking. that I like where he goes, small drugs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where they're talking about possibly getting some uh, interesting herbs mm-hmm. uh, for medicinal pur- right. purposes right. from the, the Mongols. Yep. There's a, and then Jack just goes, oh yeah, we got some pretty swell drugs ourselves. Yep. But it's like, yeah, of course the black ops guy says that. Uh-huh. And of course my favorite thing, not my favorite thing, my uh, favorite thing. And of course the line where, regarding her putting on the outfit, where Daniel goes, anthropologists do it. And she says, I'm not an anthropologist. Okay, cool. That's not a great line in general because that does not negate the concept no. of no what they were You co- are a first contact team. If, like, granted, yeah. You should have gone through the gate already. You shouldn't yeah, yeah. be here. But as a first contact team, you do have to take a lot of anthropology exactly. steps. Let's say, let's say. So in this instance, yes, yeah. you are an anthropologist. Let's say you think it is your. Let's say for some fucking reason you need to impress upon a, a culture that their treatment of half the population is incorrect. Let's say that you want you have the end goal of correcting that as terrifying as that sentence sounds, <laughs> let's say you have your white savior complex going and you want yeah. to do this. Speaking of the name of this episode. Emancipation. There's such a... Yeah, nope. Anyway, so let's say you want to help, help as condescending as it sounds, help uh, you know them understand this, this idea. Mm-hmm. You cannot speak to somebody, anybody. This is a real life fact. People don't like to talk to people they don't like. No. So how can you get a culture to listen to you if, if you don't confrontational con- if you're from not the very beginning. If you're not respectful. It has nothing to do with per- personal feelings. If you want to go to something something, you need to... Oh, here, there we go. When in Rome, speak the lingo. Yeah. That's the phrase. When in Rome, speak the lingo. That is a beautiful concept that eventually it will end... Your end result is possible mm-hmm. only if you take the initial first steps. I'm not an anthropologist is the dumbest fucking thing no, that a smart person yeah. could say. <laughs> and so that's the Although I will I say... She's a hard scientist. I could see her actually. Like, I love Sam. But if she was going to say a dumb thing, that I would can be see it. that sure. being a dumb yeah. thing she would say, because sure. she is a hard sure. science yeah. person. Yeah. But. But yeah, it's still bad. So let's just get to the, let's get to the quote-unquote plot of this episode so we can get this <laughs> over with. Because we've already spoken for like an, an hour, hour on yeah. this alone. Um, so, uh, Sam gets kidnapped during the night by the chief's son because he's like, hey... You're this beautiful. This woman's not just beautiful. She's exotic looking. Because foreign slave trade has and is still a oh, yeah. thing. So you'd be perfect for me to trade off to a neighboring warlord in exchange for his daughter, yeah. who I am quote-unquote in love with. You know, my favorite thing about it was that he was saying, I didn't know what I was going to do until I saw you dressed like that. Oh, you mean the God. outfit you made her put on. Oh, it's such a bad I thought. love the cycle of misogyny there. You shouldn't have gone out dressed like that, was the was the phrase there, was the underlying phrase. So not only is it victim-blaming, it's victim-blaming for putting her in an outfit that you put her in, and then blaming her for getting kidnapped because she wore the outfit. Uh-huh. Are you fucking kidding me? I know it's a double-standard argument that everyone already knows, but I just needed a moment to go, really? So yeah, lots of trade. So yeah, so he brings her in, um... There's some stupid dramatic moment where he pulls off the face covering for her to, like, prove that she's worth trading in. And it's like, okay, the most notable aspect of her is her hair and her eyes. You did not uncover her hair in this moment. And her eyes were visible from the beginning. So I don't know what you're showing off right now except that she's wearing lipstick. It's probably to go, look at her pretty face, I guess. You know, I don't, it's, it's, it's bullshit. I but yeah, so uh, he manages to, well, he, 
he tries to say, hey, I want your daughter. Yeah, I want to trade my woman for your woman. Fuck no. (laughs) Oh, that, that's right. Uh, that scene though has one good directing decision, which is oh, this God. asshole. The angle the man, when he comes well, out. That, of, yeah. And oh then, yeah, the man spread. Yeah, he okay. sits on his, his little throne and does his leg up over the armrest like man spread, while his wife does this his demure kneel, little kneeling by the chair height. because yeah. of course that's where the woman goes. Oh, and then before <laughs> this, when he first came out of the uh, tent, and the camera and, angles it was shot from like below at an below angle. diagonal, like ooh, he's aggressive. This is it was a great angle. Honestly, it was a really good angle. But I loved that directing choice. Of him man spreading next to the demure yeah, woman because like, it's like okay cool that that points out the we problem had to here. Take, uh, we had to take uh, we had to take a lot of solace breaks. in the directing. <laughs> we had to take solace. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Uh, and in Amanda Tapping's acting, because oh, yeah. her her uh, catalyst scene not given a lot, but I do appreciate that after uh, the chief's son sells her for. A handful of coins, which is not what he wanted in the first no, no, place. He wanted the other fuckable object. Yeah, he wanted to trade a woman for a woman. But uh, when he doesn't get that and just runs off with his tail between his legs, no, no, remember, no, right before that though, like when the guy's assessing her, making her spin. Remember that look on her face where she's just oh, not where she's just this. like, it's fine. I'm gonna castrate you later. Yeah, she can yeah, see great. the. You can see her. She doesn't look scared at any point, even him. when she's got the <laughs> knife up against her throat. She does not look scared. She just looks furious. Mm-hmm. It's just this look in her eye of, yeah, you're going to get to bald later. <laughs> like, with melon ballers, like, yeah. seriously. Whole new meaning to the word melon baller. <laughs> but, yeah, she does a great job with that, with her pissed offness, because, duh. <sighs> but, yeah, then he gets his coins. Yeah, and then he runs off. Uh, and there's a lot of really awful re- Sexism. Sexism, sexism happens. Sexism, baby <laughs> nonsense, and just, yeah, it's it's just, yeah. nothing happens here except gross. Yeah. Um, so... I literally wrote in gigantic caps, creepy, gross, underline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we go back to the other camp, where Daniel's discovered Sam is gone. Our property is missing. Oh, no. So, uh, they all figure out that the chief's son... Yeah. They put the pieces together. Well, the chief's son wasn't very subtle. Like I said, they put the pieces together. <laughs> they figure out the chief's son stole her, and they decide to go after her. Yeah, the chief comes with, because he's like, well, the kid betrayed me, too, by... It's un- it's unsaid, but it's heavily implied, because he took something of yours under my roof. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Under my hospitality. But yeah. It's like, it has less to do with, the, you know, human rights violation, and more to do with this happened, so on and so forth, with hostess, hosting rules. Um, so they're, they're on their way to go rescue her. Mm-hmm. Sam makes a truly awful escape attempt. Yeah. It's like, this is a, there's this thing called cover of night. You should, you should think about it sometime. Also the fact that, I don't know. Okay, again, I have to make the excuse for the fact that she is a hard scientist. So I can understand, I can, I am willing to accept that she wouldn't think about the fact that people who rely on their horses as much as these people do would train their horses to the point to where you would not be able to steal them yeah, to no, run that's, away. Yeah, that's very much a thing. Especially since horse, they were, that's what the Mongols wore. Like, that, that was their Huge thing was horses. horses. Yeah. They definitely would have had So some, I can, I, I yeah. as, as, as frustrating as it was to see her try and escape on a horse, I'm willing to accept that she's a hard scientist. Yeah. I like how they put the veil on her face for that scene, just so that when she falls so off of it, when they catch you her. You don't see that it's the stunt double. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why is she put the veil? Oh. <laughs> It was that exact and moment. then she falls face first in the dirt <laughs> to, to also help. Yeah. It's so good. Um, so they get her back. The, the other, the rest of the team finally show up. Mm-hmm. 
Daniel tries to negotiate for Sam back by like saying that she's Pulls like, some... really important to their group. I, I, I need to know where he got chief. the idea to lie about her being a chieftain. Like, where did you pull that? What what orifice did you get? The that only from? thing I can think is that he was thinking like, hey, if they think she's a chief of our group, they might worry that we will commit war for right. her. Unfortunately, That's the only thing I can think. Unfortunately, this is not an unknown negotiating thing. Is that when you hype up the value of something that somebody else has then taken, they're less likely then they're less likely to give it back because, oh, so it's really valuable. Well, why the fuck would I? But also, that to you? be fair, this is Daniel's like, oh yeah, no, it's only a, it's, like it's a fifth gentle time through the gate. Reprimand. He gets much better at diplomacy later <laughs> on. Like he's not trained to be a diplomat right now. No, no. He's he's an anthropologist. Yeah, no, and a list of problems with this episode. That that's a low yeah. one. But I do love. Here's the one good moment in this entire episode. Mm-hmm. Is that Jack knows how to talk people like this mm-hmm. and just offers Let's him, him a gun. <laughs> right. Just okay. Shows how the gun works. Yeah, like, yeah, this is a really cool weapon, right? I'll give you this for her. And, and it, works. it works immediately. And it's a, it's a great scene of the, of the guy walking up to him to see the gun, pulls out his knife, and it's like the moment of like, knife, gun. Yours is obviously better. <laughs> Your <laughs> penis is better. It's yeah, it was blatantly a penis comparison. That being said, actually, I kind of liked how no, obvious it was, it was in, yeah. in the funny aspect because it kind of well, calls it, was it out. Much more, yeah, it was much more um, on purpose. Yeah, just like. <laughs> but I, my favorite scene of this entire episode, my favorite scene of this entire episode, is the moment as they're leaving, as they're getting on their horses and, and starting to head out. The chief comes out with his new gun and is showing off to his tribe by firing it up in the air. Yeah. And as he's doing that, you see Jack with the rest of the team going, go, there's go, only go, five go. There's only five rounds left in that gun, let's go, hurry. Go, 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 go. <laughs> it's so good. He's like, he's going to figure out there's no more bullets in that and be mad. What's really great about it is they have to go back later. Yeah. And it's not mentioned. It's not no, brought it's up not. at all. It's like, okay. Cool. Maybe he never fired the fifth one. Sure. <laughs> Magical things have happened. But I do just love that he's, like, counting the bullets, like, okay, we gotta leave before he runs out of bullets. <laughs> go, go. <laughs> it's really, because it's, I love that it, A, shows that Jack is like, yeah, he gave them a, a dangerous right. weapon. It's not like it's a phaser. But only it's with, not like, gonna... seven bullets yeah. in it. It's not like it's a phaser, you no. know? It's not gonna have an extreme like, number of uses. He knew what he was doing from the very beginning. Yeah. I, I, I'm willing to believe he's done that on Earth before. Like, here, here's a nice shiny gun. There's only ten bullets in it, but have fun with it. Yep. But yeah, so that, that scene was, like, the one bright moment in my day today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they get about halfway back mm-hmm. and find out that the chief's daughter who, um... Oh, the one that Sam said, commented on, like, oh, so you're gonna, you know, use your daughter to uh, make an alliance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, every Which, culture in the history mm-hmm. of ever has done. Marriage With all of their children. Yeah, marriage alliances have always been a thing for daughters and sons. Mm-hmm. Dude. <laughs> like, history may not be your thing, but you're not stupid. <laughs> anyway, so that daughter. Yeah, no, so, okay, a, so I don't know if we talked about it enough for it to come across. Basically, the son from the quote-unquote good, good tribe chief. <laughs> um, is in love with the daughter from the quote-unquote bad tribe. Right. And that's what he was trying to trade Sam for. He wanted the daughter's hand in yes. marriage. Because he actually loves her because he thinks women are... <laughs> anyway. And while Sam was being captive at the tent... At the tent... At the camp... In the little uh, red tent yeah, yeah. metaphor place. He um, he came to the daughter, snuck to the daughter, and said, Hey, run away with me. And she said no. And he goes, Okay, cool, I'll meet you anyway. here. Yeah. <laughs> he like literally didn't even give a shit about what she and said. And she got caught trying to escape. Right. Because Sam said... <clears throat> 
I'm a person, you're a person, you should want your own things. So therefore, so therefore it's Sam's it's fault. It's Sam's fault because Sam really takes ownership because the kid's like, she's going to die. She goes, they're going to have to save her, her because I did yeah. this. It's, it's like, like, no, you're not the one who what? told her to run away. Completely. Two scenes before that, this kid was the fucker who said, the wind told me that you were going to come with me. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, as he's riding up, he's like, she went to meet me. Like the wind said, like, no, yeah. you said, you twat. Just yeah. <laughs> take ownership of your fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're like, okay, we have to go back and save her. Mm-hmm. But they're like, wait, if we just go in guns blazing, they said it's going to declare war. Which is like, if only the SU-1 team came in, would he have any, like, to stand on? Because they clearly don't belong to you. Whatever. Whatever. Basically, they come up with some really old law where they're like, well, if we apply the body law, like, him, oh, by the way. If we challenge him one-on-one, chief to chief. Apparently, apparently, a matter that has nothing to do with you can be challenged yeah. by another chief. Whatever. Whatever. Um, so they come back just in time, like, she's been tied up and she's about to get start getting stoned. And there's this infuriating scene. <laughs> to redeem the bad guy Oh, scene. God, yeah, go for that's, it. That's what, that's what this episode needed, was redeeming qualities for this fucker. He walks Quote, unquote, redeem. Right. He walks, unquote, up, redeem. he walks up to his, his daughter that he's about to kill, you know, to set an example, and whispers in her ear, and you can see the, the emotion on her face, like, thank you, father, I love you too, kind of look on her face, because, and I, fucking quote, he forgives her for putting him in this position where he has to kill the daughter uh, that he clearly does not give one shit about, but he's still his daughter, so I like that mentality of, he doesn't give a shit about her, but he loves her. Those two things do not go no. together. That is not love. That is ownership. That is that is so, possessive. That's creepy and gross and terrifying. Whiplash. Because he's been completely <sighs> oh, irredeemable this entire episode, yep. and then they try and make it look like there's something to redeem in him in this moment. It, it's only a tiny bit well. But then they even fail there because right. he says, "I forgive you." Like right. she's done right. anything wrong. Yeah. The only thing that kind of sets up the scene a little bit is <clears throat> like with his quote relationship with his daughter is in that scene where the kid was when trying to get her. Defending she's defending him. She's, you know, speaking out of turn, kind of, because she argues a little bit. And Grant is mild, low, mm. low, low level yeah. insolence, but that's, you can see him, he says no, and shuts her down, of course, because, you know, so on. But he just shuts, shuts her down verbally. Yeah. And she does it again and again, and he just keeps saying, no, shut, no, shut, no, shut up. He doesn't do anything to her. No. And that's supposed to be like, you know, look how good of a father he is. Uh. <laughs> but that's like the only thing that kind of sets up him caring, again, in quotes, caring about his daughter. Like, yeah. oh, cool, you're not as abusive as you could be. So, Whoa. they interrupt before any stoning can happen. And they're like, hey, we want to challenge you to the really old fucking rule where chief can fight chief. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to fight I, I can't fight you because you're a cripple because it's, it's shown earlier the guy has a limp. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, uh, we need another chief. And here's another moment, that, a lost moment. So earlier... Daniel tried to negotiate for Sam yeah. by claiming she was a chief of their right. people, yeah? She when they there. say that we need another chief, Sam takes the initiative to step forward. Sam was not there for the scene where Daniel called her their chief. Yep. And I can understand, and you, you pointed out, that he probably, like, mentioned it to her while they were trying yeah. to escape. But it would have been so much more in character and funny. For him to do a little blinking thing. For he's when like, they said an we idea. need another chief. Light bulb for moment. While them all being like, shoot, shoot. And then Daniel was like, oh! <laughs> Light bulb. I lied about this earlier. Yeah. Chief. Sam, you can fight him. <laughs> well, yeah, I tried to give them credit to say it's totally plausible that there was a moment where he told her about his, you know, lie. Yeah, because they are supposed to be friends. this scene 
she steps forward, you know, to take the challenge, right? They start the fight, and then it's revealed that it's a fight to the death, which yeah. means they didn't plan anything. Because no. if they didn't mention, if when they were, like, planning their, like, law thing, because literally, the guy goes, there is a law, and then it goes to the scene yeah. where they mm-hmm. use the law. It's implied that it's discussed, like, what their plan is here. But it's Obviously not. it wasn't, no. because they didn't know it was a fight to the death. So therefore, that also negates the w- ability for Daniel to have told her no. about his thing. So yeah, nope, it's not possible yeah, I anymore. I don't know. It's, it's a plot hole. It's a silly little it's thing, but it's a, it's a hole. It's bad writing. Yes, it's bad writing. But yeah, so she steps forward. And then like, my comment at the time was, so you won't fight a cripple, because it's like, you know, the whole you shame of the unfair fight. property. But you will fight a woman who you have definitely demonstrated you don't consider equal. So that's less shameful? Yeah, because he did <laughs> earlier force a kiss on her. Oh, oh God. God. I, oh. Nope, I can't. I, okay, mm. it's rapey, it's gross, mm. it's unconsensual, t- non-consensual... Okay. It is a non-consensual kiss. Ugh. It is literally rape culture personified. That's all I'm going to say, because otherwise it's another rant. Yeah, it's so bad. Oh, God. <laughs> we don't okay. need to... Yeah, it's just... It's terrible. So, so he definitely she, does not respect her, but still She beats her. the shit out of him. Right. Although there and is this really funny really moment. fight scene, too. It is. Yeah, because she beats the shit out of him. Although I do love before the fight starts, when she's just got her hands up, like, ready to start, like, a fist fight, yeah. and then he pulls out this like, giant <laughs> knife, and she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then that's when the, the little dramatic tension moment where they pan over and go, so this is a fight to the death? Oops. And then she reaches for right. her, yeah. her, her, her car- knife. Yeah, yeah so she does pull out her, like, carbon steel, you know, combat knife, which is great. And then beats the fuck out of him. Yeah, I just like how that was a moment for them to dramatic tension pan and go, wait, this is a fight to the death? Like, <laughs> you didn't talk about this at all? Literally. No. There, there may be a law. Really okay, not. cool, what is that law? No, they just went, okay, cool, there's a law, let's go do this. It's like, you guys are, you're, you're a former black thought leader. Mm-hmm. You definitely know what this thing called planning is. Mm-hmm. But no, I guess I didn't talk about this at all. Whatever. Anyway, it's stupid, but it's it's there. It's bad. So yeah, um, she whips out her little her knife and uh, proceeds to kick the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. Like, literally, she kicks the shit out of him. Oh, I love the fact that other than, you know, cutting at him with the knife, all of her attacks on him are with her legs. Yeah. Almost as if she actually knows combat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's great. It's, it's, it's annoyingly short for, like, a fight scene type thing. But, but they wasted so much time on the misogyny, they didn't right? have time for a fight. Exactly. No, they had to focus on the important stuff. They they had to spend 30 seconds making him force a kiss on her instead <laughs> of 30 more seconds fighting. All because she challenged him. <laughs> she challenges him, so he does mm-hmm. that. Because that's literally what rape culture is. It's yep. controlling women. That is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, she kicks the shit out of him, uh, gets him to agree not to fight the other camp. Yeah. Saves the um, chick, saves the daughter. Give the daughter no up and the daughter up. leave Sam alone, which doesn't and make also, any sense because Sam's he, leaving. Yeah, she just wanted him to. She, yeah, she, just she wanted, wanted him, him to. to admit, go, you won. Yeah, which honestly, I feel like all fair. of us would have done it's that. It's fair. Yeah, like I'm, I'm petty, so mm-hmm. it's fine. Uh, it's not petty. That's fuck you, bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, it's a little petty, but mostly yeah, it's fuck you, bitch. <laughs> fuck you, bitch is the definition of petty. But it's fine, because she deserves it. Amanda Tapping deserves it yeah. after this episode. And he, he deserved to have his pride. At least in Broca Divide, <laughs> she's, like, roaming around in that tank top and has, like, the squared shoulders, and it's just... Like, Broca Divide has its own problems. But the belly shirt is its problem. Yeah. But I did like the tank top. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Yay, they Yay, win. They won. And they're go going. They're leaving. And then they, they make, like, the a terrible, stupid joke. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, they go back to the camp. Yeah, they do the little wrap-up. Like, okay, cool, the daughter's safe. She's gonna get married. And we're gonna <laughs> respect all... all women here now, too! I just point out that it just very, you know, it's just, it's really subtle in there, because it's just a thing that today is... Mm-hmm. The be-all, end-all of women's existence is to get married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, yay, happy ending for the daughter. She gets to be with the boy she loves. It's like, okay, cool. Just gonna point out that she literally went from being owned by one man to being now owned oh, by yeah. another man. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, it's, you know, you know, they later show that women are free, except yeah. that you 
fucking know that even today people can kind of consider marriage an ownership mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm just, you know, she went from being under one man's thumb to now, well, he's a nicer man. It's like, okay, cool. I'm just going to point out that's not as much progress He's as also a selfish man. Yeah, and she's like, they also point out she can be no more than 16 years old. Oh, God. They gloss over the child marriage thing there, too. Oh. It's just unfortunate. But yeah, so they, yay, they save women in this, in this camp. And, they and then the guy just goes, drops the white curtain savior, thing. The that, white uh, savior moment. Yeah, yeah, they drop the curtain to show all the women, like, all that segregation area, like, where all the women <laughs> were put. And all of a sudden the women are clapping, like, yay, we're free. And like, okay, you mean it's, that thing that you said earlier you couldn't do? Cool. It's just so bad. It's really bad. Arbitrarily just, by the way, I know what I said about laws, but fuck this one. So they leave and they're never, never coming back. <laughs> no shit. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, there's another terrible, like, relief fucking up to this line where they say oh yeah we're gonna send another team back for the drugs but it's gonna be an all-male team no offense and it's like you couldn't listen to her two days ago and the best part about it is that they basically take credit for the idea of sending an all-male uh-huh. team through even though it was her original stance and then <clears throat> as they're walking their little walking out exit scene they talk about how when they introduce that drug to the rest of the, the world they're gonna make a, a make up a lie and take credit for it they're talking about somebody else taking credit for their work after they take credit for a woman's idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The irony is just... Oh, yeah. I can't. <laughs> but then, um... Tilk the only has, bright moment. Tilk has done nothing this entire episode. Literally, he's just But they there. at least let him have a great closing line. Because about, Jack oh, no. brings up oh, oh, something about, like, oh, darn, you mean I'm not going to be able to go on yeah, Oprah? they're going to take credit for it. Yeah. Oh, no, that, there goes my Oprah slot. And then Tilk, with perfect delivery, just goes, what is an Oprah? <laughs> And that's how the scene closes. Yep. Like, holy I have to shit. Think that's this episode was a ride, but thank I have you, to think Judge. that was a Christopher Judge improv. I'll take it. Now you have what to is more. an Oprah? <laughs> yeah. A cute ending to a terrible oh, episode. Like I said, I feel so drained after this. Yeah, so I feel like we can probably like get through the next steps pretty quick. Okay. Um. So let's see. Deaths. No one died except my soul. Two deaths today. <laughs> Our souls. Um. Oh. Ooh. God. Mm. What? Are we more of a Jack or a Daniel this episode? Can I say neither? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be either of the creepy men. <sighs> nope. I am. I am. I am I firmly don't even, in camp. Mm. Nope. I am in. Nope. I don't even know if I want to be a Sam because she was way too confrontational in moments when she should have been smart and shut up. Mm-hmm. Can I just be a Tilk? Like, keeping quiet, avoiding all this garbage? Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't think... Because there's no... Here's like the, the thing. Like the I am not even in this episode. <laughs> there we go. I don't want to do this. Is <laughs> there so not appearing in this film? Yes. That's the thing. That's the thing. Jack and Daniel don't really have personalities in this episode. No, they have one stereotype, which is creepy male. Yeah. That's not even really a stereotype. That's yeah. just based on real life. But still. No, actually, okay, no. No. I'm putting my foot down. And I do have one reason that I can actually say who I am in this episode. Hmm. Jack for the gun moment. Yeah. I think it's rough and it, it hurts me to pick being any of them in this episode. Okay, no. And I guess I'd be Jack, I'd be Daniel for that pan scene with the weapon, weapon, weapon. Shit. Because you know me. I, would, I wouldn't have a gun either. <laughs> okay. I'd also be focused on the sunscreen. You would. I would literally be, my holster is full of sunscreen. Everyone's brought guns. Can you imagine the moment where they're all pulling out their weapons and he goes for the pouch and he's like, sunscreen. Oh, shit. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, oh, God, you know what would be better? I'd be pan, pan, you know, gun, gun, gun. I'd be pulling out my sunscreen, rubbing it on. (laughs) Just like, 
Oh, I'm sorry. We're supposed to bring other stuff. Okay. I missed so, that memo. Were we bringing so, guns? Shit. Okay. So I'm a jack in this episode because of the yeah. I'll give you a gun with five bullets in it, dumbass. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're the one who forgot to bring his gun with him. That Honestly, is a great shot. Just pan down just all priorities. the weapons, and then it's just Daniel looking at him like, "Huh? I have room for one thing: sunscreen. <laughs> Guns going away." Okay. It would, and it wouldn't uh, be because I would think, "Oh, other people are, are armed." It wouldn't be because I'd literally be going, "But sun." Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Hang on, let me make a I note need of protection that I from the this. deadly UV rays. I will take that. We can do that. Well, for once, I'm a jack. Yeah, this is the first time I'm a jack. All right, all right, all right. Oh, and I think it's <laughs> easy enough to say that our Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> moment is is a big old thumbs down. My thumb is is so far down. I can it's actually starting to burn from the fires from, of hell. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's singed on the tops. I can see it. Seriously, oh, this episode. God. No wonder it gets skipped in reruns because you know, it's. Miserable. I want. I, I wish this episode was on some separate DVD miserable. so I could burn it ceremonially. Just, just nope, nope. They're, we're not exaggerating in the slightest. It is a miserable experience. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's sad because it is in no way reflecting how beautiful and brilliant this show is. No, here's here's an example of how bad this episode is. Before we even started watching this episode, I went on to the wiki mm-hmm. for the episodes for the writers and everything. And had to see how many more times this woman writes episodes for this show. And then you just kept listing off episodes, and I was like, God damn it, God damn it, God damn it, God uh-huh. damn it. Except <laughs> so they do taper off as the show goes yeah, on. By season, they realized. Three, by season three, she's only got one episode. And that's and season four, she only had yeah, one episode. And that's because it was continuations of story uh, lines that she had introduced with mm-hmm. episodes she had written. So it's like, they were just calling her back because they had to. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, get, I know <sighs> we sound good, like, I don't know her. I don't know anything about yeah, her. I don't. I I've can't never heard of her before. If she's a good person, bad person, whatever. I'm perfectly. She's open. a bad writer. She, I she can probably say that. is a perfectly fine person with a serious case of internal misogyny. Internalized misogyny. That does not make her a bad person. No. I get that. But unfortunately, she represents a, a, a marginalized. Women aren't given a lot of opportunities. No. And a woman was given an opportunity here, and she dropped the ball. Yeah. So I'm she just so just, mad. No. I'm she mad at that. She didn't mm. drop the ball. She dumped it into hell. <laughs> She punctured it a few times with a knife, and then it went, and fuck your shit. It's, it's just, it's, she it's just sad. She did the end spike. Yeah, and the fact that she did this a, earlier, a decade earlier. And didn't learn anything And didn't learn anything it. in a decade. The fact that TV hadn't even improved in a decade is sad. The fact that it still hasn't, and two more decades mm-hmm. later, we're still seeing this shit. Maybe people are not crying a little bit more, but it doesn't stop it from being done. Mm-hmm. But this woman <clears throat> had an opportunity, and I'm just really sad that she didn't yeah, no, do it yeah. justice. She could have done... So it's much always it's always a disappointment. Yeah, when it's a woman. Yeah, it's like it sounds sexist, but right now it's just because we don't have a lot of options. No. We don't have a lot of opportunities. So every time one's wasted, it's our 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 plot mm. points in our graph right now. It's it's not great. No. Men have the opportunity to fuck up a lot because they have so many more chances to get it right. Mm-hmm. We don't, and until that changes, right now it's just extra terrible when it doesn't go well. All right, so. This hasn't come up until now, because we've had good episodes up until now. <laughs> um, but I personally made the decision that if we have a thumbs-down Joaquin Phoenix episode, we both have to take a turn and say something good about the episode. Okay. You go first. <laughs> you first. <laughs> Rude. Um, hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, uh, 
you know what? I already said my favorite scene, but that's that's a very tiny thing. So I'm gonna go with hey, they cast actual Asian people. That'd be so much. That's what you get. That's what you get for making me go first. They cast Asian people in an in an episode that was set oh. with Mongol. Okay. This is gonna sound like a really backhanded compliment, it probably is. In an episode about marginalization, granted they used a female character. They did not, however, use their token black man. True. I know it's because he's Jaffa and doesn't like wouldn't it's because of alien versus human kind of thing, but they had a black man there, and in a story about freedom, they did not use the black man. No. And they never really pushed that too nope. much. Nope. Like, they episode... pushed the rebellion thing with mm-hmm. him, obviously, mm-hmm. but they don't ever really push, like, mm-hmm. the marginalized... They did not go with the slave trope, which is always... Oh. A hoof. Like, sometimes Yeah, and they called it emancipation, like, sometimes so... Sometimes, there's, like, when there's a... When it comes to characters, black characters, <laughs> when it comes to them being used as a plot device... Sometimes it can be done with a degree of sensitivity, as in the character is reflecting on something being shitty. Yeah, you know what? Let you can give your your good um your your positive thing to say about this episode to pretty much the whole show mm-hmm. because they never use like yeah he's an alien, mm-hmm. but is even when he's on Earth, I don't think the color of his skin is ever. I used. don't think so. Nope. Cause like nope. they take him out of the they take him out of the mountain yeah, eventually. Yeah. He goes to that that bar and grill mm-hmm. with them and everything. I don't think Color skin ever comes up. Nope. And probably has something to do with the fact that it wouldn't have made sense for anybody to challenge a gigantic black no. man with muscles up to heaven. But <laughs> but it still doesn't come up no, ever. It's, no, it's great. So yeah, okay. That I'll give you that. The marginalization of women is a different problem. But I'm trying. They hmm. at least. I'm just really happy I'm that with the, think... with the, with the, they had a freedom plot line here, yeah. and they didn't go the disgusting as hell route. I mean, okay, this is a very tiny. This was a slightly this less. Is a very as hell route. tiny <laughs> allowance for Catherine Powers, but in a movie about marginalized women, the one who spoke the most was the woman. Yes, at least she had her fucking voice. It was, it was on the nose there with like when she says, "You better yeah. kill me now because I'm going to talk." <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was actually a good line. That was great. I will give that yes. was a good line. That was a great line. That's that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Okay. So there we go. We gave Catherine Powers one positive thing. <laughs> although, although to be fair, my my positive had really nothing to do with her. That was casting. Whoever yeah. was in charge of casting. Yeah. But whatever. Okay. We gave. We did some. We said something positive about mm-hmm. this episode, and that's all we can ask for. All right, mm-hmm. it was rough on us. It was unpleasant. So, and I understand they had good intentions. They wanted to show that this is not a good way of doing things. They failed miserably, mm-hmm. and without realizing it, perpetuated several more stereotypes. But you know, I guess we should give credit to somebody thinking maybe we <laughs> should apply the idea that women are people. I did, uh, I knew that today was going to be bad, Yeah. and I came across this a couple days ago anyway, and I was going to wait for this episode to show it to you in the first place, so okay, I figured after this episode was a good time to do it. Okay. Um, so basically, oh, yes, that, that, there that, that, that's is- That's a prize I was scared of. Yeah. It's, there's a website called StargateCommand.co. Um, yeah. yeah. You can join it and uh, take a little quiz to find out what faction you are. Oh, interesting. And I've already done it. Okay. And I want you to do it. All right. So- uh, I'm gonna pause. Uh, I don't. I don't think you need to hear all the little details of us like signing her up and everything. Uh, but we'll come back in a minute after she's uh, signed up and taking the quiz, and uh, we'll find out what she got, and I'll see what I got, and we'll just end it on a nice. See what note. happened. 
All right, we'll be back in a minute. All right, so we're back. Uh, she signed up for Stargate Command. She took tests <laughs> to find out what faction she would be in. I want to take a moment to point out, I already did sign up for Stargate Command ten years ago. I just completely forgot what my login stuff was because it hasn't, I, Stargate went off the air a while ago. Yes, it did. <laughs> it it did. So, that so, was why. would you like to tell everyone? Honestly, I'm, I'm actually not surprised. It was a, like a, oh, okay, that makes sense moment. Uh, apparently, I'm a member of the Tok'ra. Mm-hmm. Which, to those of you who don't know, that is, wait a couple of years. <laughs> they're not too far away, are they? Yeah, they're a little ways. It's around the time they introduced uh, Sam's dad. Yeah, but he's in season two. Okay, don't wait a, don't wait a couple of years. We're good. <laughs> I don't know. It all blends together. Or, or, no, I think he's in season three, because that's when Daniel has good glasses. For those of you who don't know who the Tok'ra are, you'll know eventually. <laughs> they're... Eventually this will make sense. Should should we? No, no, no. All right, no, it's a great okay. Let's leave it alone. Um. Hmm. Okay. Well, I already took it uh, a couple days ago, and I'm also not terribly surprised by mine, although it's a little boring. I got the Tori. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're a human. <laughs> I, know. I was like, well, that's a little dull. <laughs> well, you are in fact a human. You do embody several factors of humanity. I do. I'm a little bit more of the uh, confrontational type, so Tokra does. You are. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I do like how one of the questions though was about like you call your team member, uh, you call your teammates the day before you're gonna meet up <laughs> to see what color fatigues they're wearing. What color do you choose? And I, you know, one of the options there was crack me up. No phone calls. Chaos. I did that one. <laughs> I let, that was my did. choice. Of course you did. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I just love that question, which is really funny. No calls. Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> But yeah, that was, it was actually a fun quiz. It was remarkably in-depth, actually. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I thought that was, uh, that's why when I took it, I'm like, I'm going to make her do it later. I'm going to see what happens here. I'm glad we did this to end this episode, because it's unrelated, but also just makes me happy. Yeah, I, that's why I was like, I'm going to save it for today, because I know today's going to be a rough episode. Uh, I think we need something to cheer us up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to see what you would get. Yeah. And it's good to know that we are um, uh, relatively... Although I think we get along better than the Tauri and the Tok'ra do. <laughs> yeah. Because the Tok'ra are kind of condescending. Yeah. They don't mean to, but they are. But like here, like this little uh, blurb about hmm. the Tok'ra, you know, blah, blah, the natural leadership, so on and so forth. So leadership qualities. Yeah. If I had a nickel every time somebody's been like, natural leader, natural leader, it's like, yes, I'm aware, thank you. Doesn't mean I All want right. to be a leader. Let's log out of you and uh, see what mine says, because I can't remember. It was a while ago. Aw, oh, look at that. First faction rank. I just really wanted to see if I could find the thing about Marn. My fucking faction. Alright, fuck it. I was gonna see if there was anything about Latari, but they're not gonna tell me. I guess we should know what- I guess they assume we know what humans are. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I thought it was funny that I got humans. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. I was like, yeah, okay, sure. (laughs) Like I got kind of human. Sort of, yeah. And also it's not surprising, um, considering your love of Sam. Uh Mm-hmm. That you got the Tok'ra. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, okay. So- um, Next week's episode. Oh, right. Yes, thank you. I, again, I'm wiped after this. So No, I wrote it here. Oh. It's right here. Fine. I, I prepared for next week. Cool. That's all for today. Thank God. I'm going to go to bed after this. Yeah. But next week, we're going to cover episode four. I I like I like this episode. It's it's um it's got its problems. It's got its, its like problems. It. And it introduces Janet. But it's got Janet. I love Janet. Carol Rothery um, is a beautiful and person. 
it has a much better presentation of the strong female trope yeah. than this one does. Yeah. So, next week. It's a charming first season episode for me. It just, it's, it, it's, it's not a very, great, it's a, it's a first, first season, season episode. episode. That's exactly I will what give it is. you that. So, enough dancing around. Next week, we're gonna go, uh, we're gonna watch Broken Divide. Which we've kind of talked about a little Which before, but we inferred, we referenced yeah. um, in the pilot because of the caveman yep. with the little white, with the little blonde haired boy. Yep. But yeah. Which is why I'm actually kind of excited to go to this episode mm-hmm. after seeing my favorite ep- Primitive man. <laughs> I, I love that man. I love that man. I'm going to keep an eye out and hope he's in it somewhere. I don't think he is, but I would be down if he was. Mm-hmm. I'd be so happy. But yeah, next week we're going to watch Broken Divide. It's not going to be as miserable. Mm-hmm. Probably a bit shorter, too. Yeah. Oh, you're going to have so much editing to do on this. Don't remind me. I was going to get started today, but that's not happening. <laughs> no, it's we're wiped. You can't do it. No, no. no. I'm, I'm playing some video games. All right. So if you want to get a hold of us, I don't know why you would after this episode, but if you do, <laughs> why are you doing this? <laughs> so if you want to get a hold of us, you can find me on Twitter at it's Mel, not Liss, and Liss at it's Liss, not Mel, or our podcast Twitter at Point of Origin PC. You can also email us at Point of Origin Cast at gmail.com. Or write something on the side of a tissue box and toss it through the nearest wormhole. You can find links to things we talked about during the show today, including a beautiful Smithsonian article about that uh, Martin Van Buren thing I mentioned. <laughs> okay. Hey, I liked it. I like Smithsonian. You can find all the links in our show notes. And if you like the show, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Which we finally got approved for iTunes. So, by all means, please leave us a nice review on iTunes. I'm so excited you said that. I was like, damn, I was expecting that to take forever. I know, it only took, like, five days? Yeah. I think my Eric was like, oh, it's probably gonna take, like, weeks and months, because they're taking forever. I was like, don't tell everything. me that. Yo, get our shit together, get our podcast going, just in time for Apple to go, okay, now we're gonna separate all of our uh-huh. crap, so this might take forever, but we lucked out. It was, it was obviously meant to be. But yeah, so yeah, you can uh, subscribe to us through iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Uh, but like I said, if you like it, go ahead and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for joining us on our well, first off-world incursion through the, of Iris, as in the uh, Planet of the Week first aspect. First one we've viewed. First Planet of the Week yeah. incursion yeah. through okay. the Iris. I'll take that. And until next time. <laughs>